Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Cats at Night. I'm Judge Richard Weinberg. With me is my good friend, the esteemed rabbi, Joseph Potasnik. Uh, rabbi Potasnik is the executive vice president of the New York Board of Rabbis, influential uh, theologian, public figure. He also has been uh, the religious advisor for the uh, New York Fire Department. So today, Rabbi, we have a very important day. It's the Holocaust Remembrance Day. Now, why is that important? Why should people care about this? First, let me say thank you to you, Judge, not only for today, but for the years of a, a close relationship. I've uh, known you, respect you for all that you do, and you're a proud Jew. And I think Holocaust Remembrance Day t- today uh, says to all of us that we have a responsibility. It's not enough to remember. Uh, you have a responsibility to see to it that hatred doesn't rear its ugly head. Unfortunately, uh, we're a little bit late because who would have thought that 78 years after the Holocaust, we'd be talking about anti-Semitism. We'd be talking about all forms of racism and anti-Asian uh, attacks. Hatred is still there. Uh, it, it, per- it permeates too many hearts. So uh, we can't be silent. The good news is, Judge, that in New York, for example, we have outstanding relationships with people of all different faiths. I sit here with a reverend. The cardinal is close to us. Whenever there's an attack, I know there'll be an immediate response from the interfaith community. So silence is not going to happen again. The, the problem is that too many young people uh, are missing in terms of knowing what the Holocaust was. Uh, we need Holocaust education. We need a moral education. Uh, so we have a real responsibility to those uh, who are no longer with us. Well, my problem has always been that as we get older and our memories are gone and our place in this life is gone, the younger generation, as you correctly point out, have not been educated. People don't think it's important. They say it's a historical footnote. And as you correctly point out, it's much more than a historical footnote because bias, prejudice, hatred lives with us every day and it has to be a fight that's fought every day to prevent this because it has to do with the dehumanizing of our fellow human beings. And when you dehumanize our fellow human beings, what you're fundamentally doing is saying they're expendable. They can be persecuted. They can be prosecuted. They can be extinguished. I walk into the studio to be with you today and I see the news uh, Five people killed in a synagogue attack in Jerusalem. Uh, you pick up the paper and you read of someone who is visibly Jewish, you know, usually in, in the Orthodox community, who's attacked because he is a Jew. Uh, not for anything that anyone did, but simply because of who they are. So here we are once again uh, talking about a hatred for which there's no vaccine, unfortunately. But we have, we have to get that Holocaust education into the public schools. We often have to counter the hatred on the internet because young people today uh, can you know, read all kinds of stories without fact-finding uh, that say the most horrific things about people, uh, and they believe they're true. And the narrative that uh, the Holocaust is a, is a gimmick, it's a fiction, it's just made to advantage of... Uh, of a particular group of people for a political advantage, a political gain, and yet that has currency. And how do you rebut that? But but by real education. Real education, moral. Because if you look back at the Holocaust, 
Educated people built those death camps. Educated people passed the Nuremberg Laws. So education makes you smart, but not necessarily moral. And I think a moral education has to be concomitant with the Holocaust education. Well, what I always thought was very significant, and I'll just quote a bit of it. Pastor Niemheimer was a Protestant theologian, and one of the most famous quotes, and this is a version of it, I I can't vouch for its absolute accuracy the way uh, the pastor wrote it, but this is what he said. First they came for the socialists, and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unions, and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews, and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak for me. Now, the importance of that is is that we are all Jews, we're all Christians, we're all Muslims, we're all trade unionists, we're all people created by the Almighty, and we all have our common humanity. When we get marginalized, and it says, okay, to victimize this group, and it goes on and on, the Asians are a victim of this today. Uh, the Jews, historically, probably the longest living hatred, isn't it? Yeah. The, canary, the canary in the coal mines. You know, right. First they start with the Jews, and they go after everybody else. Look, Elie Wiesel said, one of the great tragedies of the Holocaust was you could get away with it. We have to make sure they don't get away with it. And that's right. And that's why this, the slogan of never again means so much. With a, with a period after it, not with, an ex, not with a question mark. Exactly right. Because we have to fight this fight. Every day. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember my mother-in-law and father-in-law came from Europe. My mother-in-law was Hungarian. Uh, she wound up in two of the, the concentration camps. She lost all of her family except for a, a brother and a sister. The parents, all the other brothers and sisters uh, were exterminated. Uh, she always had the numbers on her, her arm. And... My father-in-law was from Germany. He lost his family except for his mother. He fought in the resistance, actually. Mm. He used to uh, paratroop in to Belgium and France because he was fluent in Flemish and in French and uh, German, of course. He worked behind the lines. And uh, he plotted and schemed with British intelligence and the British military to try to have an underground railroad to get all kinds of victims of of Nazi persecution protected and saved. And one of the interesting things, a historical footnote, but it still has resonance to me, it was Pastor Niemeyer, started off as a pro-Nazi national socialist. And as the world evolved and saw what was going on, he fought back. He ultimately fought in the resistance and worked in the resistance. And for his trouble and his moral courage, to use your your term of art, his moral courage and his understanding of universality of, of humankind, he was paid back by the Nazis by being executed. That's why his name and so many others, righteous Gentiles, we call them at Yad Vashem. When you go to Israel, you go to Yad Vashem, and you'll see a listing of all of those who sacrificed their lives to save Jews. They have to be remembered today, especially on this day of International Holocaust Remembrance Day. I'm a child of survivors. My parents lost five children. They had other spouses then. They were killed. Uh, so I always grew up looking at five pictures of kids and realized... I have to do something to remember them in a meaningful way. Well, Rabbi, I want to thank you for being on Cats at Night. This is very, very important. As you and I have tried to point out to the listeners of Cats at Night, on our show, on every night, we try to fight, as John says, for truth, justice, and the American way. There's no greater truth that when you discriminate against one group of people, you discriminate against all your fellow human beings. Hatred has to be rid out of our consciousness. We have to have, as I say, real education. By that I mean 
You have to know the historical facts, and you have to have the moral component, as yeah. you correctly pointed out. So once again, Rabbi Joseph Potasnik, the Executive Vice President of the New York Board of Rabbis, and my rabbi and my good friend, I thank That's you very much. That's my great achievement. Thank you so much. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.